Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. All right, welcome to Emerge Night. Hey, just so I can kind of calibrate, I'm not gonna embarrass you, I'm not gonna ask you any questions, I'm not gonna bring you up, but if this is your first time at an Awakened thing because a buddy brought you, could you just throw a quick hand in the air real quick, wanna say, hey, what's up, thank you. Hey, welcome, 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 welcome. So, let me tell you, uh, for, for you guys that are new, first time I walked into Awakened Church, I was drawn by the passion and the energy and I also had a question mark, is this a cult? <laughs> Just honest, that was like a question mark. Not because I felt the Holy Spirit, but like, man, these guys are, these people are passionate. They're crazy, right? Like I grew up in like a, uh, a Methodist church, okay? Like we had pews, we had hymnals, and I was just like, what? You know, <laughs> okay, here we go. But I'm telling you, then I started reading my Bible. And you know who else was crazy? the disciples. You know who else was wild for Jesus, who would stand up to a crowd, stand up to a mob, who wouldn't bend a knee even at the threat of death to being stoned to death? So I believe that men were made to be passionate. In fact, one of the greatest tragedies of this generation is the attack on masculinity. Now hear me on this. The most demonic thing that has been pronounced over our country in the last decade was by... I don't care if I'm political. Hillary Rodden Clinton, when she said the future is female. Now look, we got a couple ladies in here. The future is not male, the future is not female. The future is male and female. But male is in there. And male is important. Okay? Male is important. You, there isn't, no, that's not, that's not what, and honestly, guys, real ladies are not looking for you to be a beta. Are not looking for you to, they actually want you to have a pair. They actually, uh, it's, a, it's actually something that is attractive. Uh, Dakota and Hillary, I'm sorry. It's, I will probably talk about balls a few times. So <laughs> just bear with us, okay? Bear with us. <sighs> he wants you to have a pair. In fact, Deuteronomy 23.1, it's a funny scripture, it says, if a man has crushed testicles or his penis is removed, he's not allowed to be in the assembly of the Lord. That's, it's in the Bible, okay? It's in the Bible. Now look, New, Te New Testament, if you've had a visectomy, I'm not picking on you. It's all good. I know, I know. <laughs> They're just for decoration now, but anyways. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Lost everyone, darn it. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know I, this ear doesn't work at all so whatever which is actually really nice I asked Dakota to put my pastors on this side <laughs> except for Pastor Vince I can trust him he's a man of God <laughs> oh, okay no but God wants you to be a man and actually Lonnie very prophetic he wants you on a mission you know if you've been feeling useless, hopeless, sad, depressed, unmotivated in your marriage, unmotivated at work, it's probably because you don't have a mission. It's not that you're overworked, it's that you're 
under, under-inspired. You're under-inspired. And I, can I just tell you why we're in the mess we're in today when you watch CNN and news and why we, why we would allow to be locked down and why we would be allowed to be forced to take something if we don't want to beyond our will? Why, why we got there is because men in the church lost their huevos. And here's why we lost our huevos. I actually, I want to go a little deep for you. Here's why we lost our huevos. It wasn't all, all our fault. The church forgot its mission. See, the church right now is more interested, and don't get me wrong, these are important parts of church life. They're more interested in going out and giving sandwiches to homeless people, and they're more interested in sending high schoolers off to a third world country to sing a couple songs to people and hand out Bible tracts. Then to, that's important, but listen, the church was originally meant to be a city-changing, culture-changing epicenter where they're called, where they're called. Paul didn't walk into Corinthians and be like, hey guys, come check out this little play. We're gonna you know, do some singing and dancing and here's some tracks. No, he went there to establish a church in a secular society, establish a church that would actually change culture. And listen, God is so cool. What often looks like your biggest enemy will actually be the highway to where God has you to be. Rome controlled the whole world at the point and everyone thought that Jesus was coming to overthrow Rome for Israel, but no, no, no. He was coming to plant the church, plant his church. And then because of Rome, the highways were built for the apostles to go out and change the world. The gospel has been changing the world since Jesus rose from the dead. With men, with men that are on fire. Some powerhouse women too. Here's what's scary at our church. If the men don't step up, our ladies are lionesses. They will show up. So we're not gonna sit back. There's some strong women in our church and I love that. But we have to man our post. No longer is it okay to just be a floating lone wolf Christian who's like, oh, I just wanna, you know, I'm just kumbaya on it. I'm not making any impact. I'm not changing my work. I'm not changing my city. I'm not changing my family's legacy. I'm not shifting generational curses off of my family. And we do that within a vessel of a church. I mean, just just hear me on this. This this is, I'm, I'm actually calling you to enlist. There's a city out here that not one of us can transform, but all of us can transform. I mean that. I mean that. I'm not playing games. We gotta get out of being rogue though. We gotta be okay. God will actually recruit a people. When I moved to Salt Lake City, I burned all the ships. I sold my businesses. I plan on dying in Utah. God can change that, but he's the only one that gets to change that, why? Because I didn't come here on a mission trip, I came here to change culture. And I did that. And here's what I know. Matt Tuggle Global Ministry is gonna do nothing. Nothing. It's the church. It's his bride. It's his bride. Jesus called it his bride. What we all know, right? You can mess with me, honestly. I've never... I've never started or been in a fight that somebody offended me. But I have gotten pretty intense if someone went after my lady, right? That's when, that's when it's go time. 
You can say whatever you want to me. My fist won't fly. You talk bad about my wife, I'll punch you in the face, okay? Why? And so same is true with Jesus. His bride, he loves his bride. And, and there's just too many Christians that aren't actually, and, and this is a man thing. We, we, we admire like the Lone Ranger, which is a really dumb name because he also had a sidekick. So, but, I'm just, <laughs> but we're not called to be Lone Rangers. Because listen, you can rescue a couple people in a rowboat, but think about how many people you can rescue in a battle tanker. Think about how many people you can pull, you can pull out of, of trouble when, when there's a bigger mission. And that doesn't mean that you're sidelined or not involved. In fact, what I love about the culture of uh, our church, we will never hire somebody out of Bible college because of their degrees. Never. It's never going to happen. You come into this church, I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how much Greek you know. I don't care how many times you read the Bible. I'm looking for, do you have a heart for his bride? Would you be willing to serve in his bride because Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. All right, that wasn't even my message. That was just a freebie. I just felt to, to do that. I want to, I actually feel super inspired to, to turn this up. The church has lost its fruitfulness, has lost its potency. And I mean big C church. There are some great churches. But I'm just so sick and tired of talking to pastors that are just counting their... Like, like, they're just, however many, all, they always go back to one thing. It's like, yeah, we're just out there trying to feed the homeless. I want to stop there being homelessness. I don't want to keep giving them a sandwich. I want to transform lives, get them off of drugs, get them into our recovery program, and get them able to help other people. Don't get me wrong. We have to be charitable. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying it's like, is that the only mission? And that's why a lot of strong, competitive alpha males don't think church is for them. Because they think that they've got to be Mother Teresa. And I'm not against my, she's awesome. But I'm just saying, no, 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 no. I need mighty businessmen who serve in the kingdom and say, I will be at the top of my industry to make sure that the flow of the prosperity that I'm handling is flowing right into the kingdom so we can build more churches and more hospitals and more orphanages. I want, I want mighty dads. Mighty dads. You know what will transform nation is great dads. That's why dads are under attack. Every TV show you watch, Family Guy, name it, any TV show with a husband and wife, the dad's an idiot. Every time. That's intentional. The Bible says that the devil is the king of the air, the airwaves. Wow. He, he, he's, got his, he's got his messaging yep. going through your television, television, whatever. And I'm not saying don't watch TV. I, I watch TV. I'm just saying recognize that, the, that there's indoctrination and people working for the enemy that don't even know they're working for the enemy. That thinks, oh, that's funny. But when every single male is a moron on TV... What are we subconsciously saying? We're giving us permission to be morons. <laughs> and we're not. And we're not. God wants you to be a man. You know, God likes that you're competitive. God likes that you want to win. God likes that you're a dreamer. God likes that you want to be successful. You know, God even made you to like women. It's... You know, can I just tell you? God is not mad at you that you think boobs look nice. He made you that way. He made you that way. <laughs> the biggest cheer. 
He just wants you to harness all that attention on one pair. That's his goal. Okay, that's, 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 that's the goal. Because that energy and that drive will keep you chivalrous. Will keep you to be a gentleman. So I, I talk to guys like, well, if God doesn't want me to look at porn, then why do you make me like women so much? You know, why do I like... Because that energy in its pure form makes you a chivalrous man for your wife. And the beauty of when you walk down the aisle for that woman is that you're actually saying, I like all the other ones, but I choose you. If you are not wired that way, then what's the beauty of, of giving yourself to one woman? Right? It's actually the beauty of it. But the devil just tries to, the devil's the accuser. So on one end, he'll whisper in your ear, you should just go look at that stuff. And then when you look, he's like, you are terrible. You're a terrible person. He works on the both sides of the spectrum. Because he knows what terrifies him is a man in the middle who says, yes, I have a sex drive. And it is for one woman till death do us part. And if you're struggling in that area... If you're struggling in that area, I'm trying to inspire you, you can fix that. Not in your own strength, but Jesus can fix that. If you're not married in this room and, and you know, you're, you're at the clubs right now and you've got a long list, God can fix that. He can put something holy in you if you say, from this day forward, I'll fight the good fight for that one girl. There's something special to that. Don't bring, don't bring on that day, single guy. Don't bring on that day. Well, yeah, we made it here. I didn't do any fighting in my, to harness my sex drive towards you. In fact, you were sleeping with me before, so here we are. I'm going there, aren't I? I don't know, this isn't in my notes either, but I just want to go there. You're sleeping, if you're sleeping with your girlfriend right now, you got to make a decision. Are you going to marry her or not? And if you're not, stop. Stop. It's wrong. It's wrong. You're robbing from her. I don't care how much she says, I don't care about the ring, you're robbing from her. Okay? And then you, if you're gonna marry her, stop and say, listen, from here on out, I'm fighting this fight till you're my wife. I promise you, she might look at you like you're a liar at first. She will. She'll be like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're gonna keep your hands off of this? You know? <laughs> but you hold that ground, you fight that fight, you watch. All of a sudden, what you're saying subconsciously to her is, I'm not here to use you. I'm here to cherish you. I'm here to value you. So that's a freebie for the single guys out there. Don't hear condemnation or guilt. Just reset. Reset and hold the line. Some, some guys in here, you're like, this is the first time I even heard this. All right, well, let's, let's get in here. Let's read the Bible. Let's let God do what he's going to do. Get you safe. Every rule in the Bible that God gives you, listen to me. Every rule in the Bible that God gives you is to avoid things that lead to death yeah, that's good. and point you in a direction that leads to life and life abundantly. He didn't make the rules. I use this analogy all the time, but you know, when I'm driving up the canyon to go hit the pow and, and uh, there's sharp turns and I see the, the, whatever they're called, the road guardrails, thank you. I've never like on a steep cliff looked at a guardrail and go, how dare Utah State Interview, interfere with my view. Because I recognize if I hit some ice, that thing's going to be my friend. Yeah. That thing's actually saved me from a much worse thing than maybe a little bit of my view block. Listen, when God gives you rules, it's because he's trying to guide you wow. yeah. to life and life abundantly. He's not doing it because he's not cool. 
He made sex. He knows it's awesome. That's, but he wants to keep you in the line that it was meant for. Okay, here we go. Quick, quick video clip here. And I'm only going to do one point, and then I want to pray with all of us. But uh, anybody like the movie 300? Such a good movie. Such a good movie. I probably watch it once a year just to remind myself to be a man. Uh, but this clip is really profound to me, and it was the clip that actually, in a very weird thing, I never do this, I actually had a dream about a week and a half ago for this night with this movie clip. Really weird, dreaming about 300, but and it's not the sex scene, okay? So... <laughs> Uh, oh, come on. I'm the only real guy? Like, what the heck? What the heck? All right, hey, go show that clip real quick, guys. The wall is solid. It'll do the job of funneling the Persians into the hot gates. Captain, have the men found any route through the hills to our back? None, sire. There is such a route, good king. Just past that western ridge. It's an old goat path. The Persians could use it to outflank us. Not one step closer. Monster. Wise king, I humbly request an audience. I'll skew you where you stand. I gave no such order. Forgive the captain, he is a good soldier, but a bit short on manners. There is nothing to forgive, brave king. I know what I look like. You are the crimson of a Spartan. I am Mephieltes, born of Sparta. My mother's love led my parents to flee Sparta, lest I be discarded. Your shield and armor. My father, sir, I beg you, bold king, to permit me to redeem my father's name by serving you in combat. My father trained me to feel no fear, to make spear and shield and sword as much a part of me as my own beating heart. I will earn my father's armor, noble king, by serving you in the battle. <laughs> Find trust. I will kill many Persians. Raise your shield. Sire. Raise your shield as high as you can. Your father should have taught you how our failings works. We fight as a single, impenetrable unit. That is the source of our strength. Each Spartan protects the man to his left, thigh to neck with his shield. A single weak spot, and the phalanx shatters. From thigh to neck, Ephialtes. I am sorry, my friend. But not all of us were made to be soldiers. But I... If you want to help in a Spartan victory, yes. clear the battlefield of the dead, tend the wounded, bring them water. I... But as for the fight itself, 
I cannot use you. Mother! Father! You are wrong! You are wrong! Leonidas! You are wrong! Good there, guys. Thank you. <clears throat> Heavy scene. Yeah, you, you don't... <laughs> So do we clap for this? What do we do? It's a heavy scene. <clears throat> but the reason I wanted to show this clip is to talk about what it is to be an emergement. Now, in this movie, obviously, that guy can't change his stature and all that. But the, cra- the cool thing about God is in the spirit is he can transform a man. And there's too many men that are walking around wanting to look like a soldier but can't lift the shield. What's the shield? What's the shield? The Bible says in Ephesians 6, I believe like 15. Could you guys go throw up Ephesians 6 real quick? Do you guys have that? Did I give it to you? Go to the next one. This is the armor of God. Put on the bar down. Next one. Next one. 13. Oh, was it 13? Did I have to go to 13? Sorry. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor that will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And after that battle, no, not 13. Uh, 16. Okay. <laughs> go back to where we were. There it is. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith. Shield of faith. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 16, guys. This is going to be SLC Emergement's theme verse. Be watchful. Stand firm in faith. Act like a man. Be strong. Be watchful. Be in faith. Be in faith. Listen, faith goes beyond just believing that Jesus died for your sins, which is the first step. You can't do anything without that. You do have to believe that. There's the only one way to be forgiven from your sins. And it's total. It's complete. It cannot, it is not the gospel if you add to it. So when it says that by, that by his blood we've been forgiven, when it says that it's the faith in Jesus that's forgiven, can't add any extra. It's not by works. And that's what, that's what the character in, in that clip, he wanted to look like a soldier. He wanted it so bad. If you've seen the movie, what does he do? He goes to the other side just to get a uniform. Too many times as men will act like we got it all together because we just want to be approved. It's, it's actually really bad in ministry. It happens in ministry. I know a lot of pastors that only are doing ministry because they want to hear from their dad, I'm proud of you. In fact, if you, if you haven't had that before God can use you, you've got to get with him and let him fix the I'm proud of you part. Because if you're striving for trying to fill that gap, it's what you know, makes men toxic. Toxic masculinity. Masculinity is not toxic. 
but if it's not coming from a place of love. In fact, do you guys have 1 Corinthians 16, 14, I believe? Did I give you guys that? Let all that you do be done in love. Masculinity is not only important, it is mandatory, it is what God wants, but it has to be fueled not by trying to prove your worth, not by trying to prove who you are, not be trying to show how tough you are. It has to come from a place of love. It has to come real men, real men. What makes you a real man is if you're able to put yourself at the bottom of the totem pole. If you're willing to wake up in the morning and say, I live for my family, I live for my friends, I live for my church, I live for other people. That's what makes a real man. You can try to fill it with bodybuilding and you can try to fill it with video games. You can try to fill it with getting as many women in your head watching porn. You can try to fill that gap all you want, but a real man settles the issue that he's loved by his Father in heaven, that he was worth Jesus dying for him. And then he goes and he serves. He serves. And it, don't get me wrong, there's not... There's times of joy with your family. There's times of joy. There's times of fun. There's times of goofing off with the guys and going to the lake. I mean, like, it's not saying that you just, your life sucks. But at your core, are you motivated by love? Not self-love, but are you motivated by love? But faith, here's where I'm going, land the plane right here. Faith, when you step beyond just you, and you actually step into your God-ordained purpose and mission, you must have faith that God is for you, that he is for you. The devil will spend your entire life working on one thing and one thing only. He will work his best. I don't know if this is gonna mess up sound, but I feel like getting off stage. He will work his best, men, to convince you that you are not good enough and that he is not for you, that he's disappointed in you, that he doesn't care about you. In fact, he's waiting for you to mess up so he can smite you. The devil will work your whole life to get to that point because if you have the faith to believe that God is actually for you and that he loves you and that he can heal you and that he can transform not just your life but your family's life, if you have that faith, all of a sudden, you're not a one-man show, isolated, but you are that phalanx. You're able to lift it up and protect not just you, but inspire other men around you. Your circle of men will get transformed if you will get the faith to know that God is for you. It's gotta be settled in your heart. It's for you. Can you go quick through my slides? So how do we do that? First, you gotta be real enough. You gotta be real enough to lift the shield. Isolation is where the devil does all his work. Too many men think, I'm the only guy. I'm the only guy that's addicted to these pills. I'm the only guy that's looking at this stuff. I'm the only guy, I'm the only guy. I'm the only guy that's thinking about having an affair on my wife with that lady at work. I'm the only guy. You're not. And in a culture where we let men be men, we get real. Look, we're not, we're not saying you have to all cry on each other's shoulder every day or anything. We're not gonna, we're not gonna demasculate you, but at some point, you gotta be a man and be able to be real. Be like, look, I somebody in your circle you trust who has that shield of faith, just wheel and deal. And I was abused when I was a kid. My dad used to hit me. I've never heard the words I love you from my from my dad. Whatever it is, we've got to be willing to be real. 
okay? And you do that with a man who knows how to have faith in the shield. And you'll find that there's other men who say, yeah, I never heard that, but I've been with my heavenly father and he's been telling me some things. He's been telling me that I'm good enough. He's been telling me that he loves me. Okay, next point. You gotta be brave enough to lift your shield. You know what men do when they don't think they can win? They don't play. It's, it's instinctual for us. If we see no lane of victory, we shut down. A lot of guys here, you're going through the motions, but you're shut down at work, you're shut down in your marriage, you're shut down in your fatherhood. Why? Well, my, my parents' marriage didn't make it, so I don't know what to do. Well, I had a bad childhood. I don't know how to raise these kids. Well, they gave the, guy, the other guy the promotion. He, my boss doesn't see me, so I shut down. But you gotta be brave enough. Say, wait a minute. God is for me. God is for me. That's what I wanna do tonight. I wanna awaken some men to say, go again. If you're shut down in your marriage and you're just holding the line because you're just trying to keep it together, go again. A couple years ago, one of our speakers that emerged gave us the craziest challenge ever. And I, men were like terrified. In fact, I'll be honest, I was terrified to do it. He said, go home and look your wife in the eyes and sincerely ask her, do you truly feel loved by me? And a lot of guys are like, I can't, even, I can't do that because it's gonna open a can. I wanna encourage some of you, if your marriage on the rocks, have faith. God loves marriage. He'll step in the gap. But if you stay shut down, Best case scenario, you finish out the rest of your life never feeling truly loved or understood. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you're gonna get divorced. Be brave enough to step into the fray. Talk to your woman. Speak to her. Be vulnerable a little bit. Say, I'm actually afraid of losing you. That's why I haven't had this conversation yet. That's for somebody. And the last one, be strong enough to lift your shield. You know, God says that we grow in our strength with him by getting his words in our spirit. This will make you a strong man. Guys, if you don't have an actual time that you spend in the word, my challenge to you, Emerge Men, start to prioritize that. It's not checking off the list. This is the living word of God, Hebrews says, that it will actually begin to separate spirit from spirit and bone from bone. It actually will transform you from the inside out if you're reading it with the Holy Spirit. Why don't we all stand to our feet? From neck to thigh. Neck to thigh. Our city, our wives, our kids, families. Everyone in this church is waiting for the men who know how to lift the shield of faith, to actually be men of faith. The Bible says that the gospel is not a matter of words, but of power. He actually needs men that are brave enough to be out on a ledge where if God doesn't show up, if God doesn't step into this situation, I'm actually going to be in hot water. I'm actually going to sink. He wants courageous men. You cannot have the promises of God that he has for you without being bold and courageous. Joshua 1.9, be bold and courageous. He was gonna go take the promise land. He's looking for bold and courageous. So I want you guys to close your eyes real quick. First thing I'm just gonna do, if you're in here and you're not walking with Jesus, what do I mean by that? 
means that you believe in your heart that he died for your sins, that he went to that cross to make an exchange. All your brokenness, all your screwed upness, all your evil, all your jacked upness, he wants to take it to the cross. And what he gives you is his purity. And then he wants for that exchange, he also wants to be the Lord of your life. That you'll begin to actually calibrate your life around him. And if you're not living like that, I want to give you the chance to tell God, okay, God, I want to do that again. Or maybe it's the first time. Maybe you've never done that. If that's you, with everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, I just want to include you in prayer. I'm just going to ask you to put your hand up in the air right now, real quick. Once I've seen you, put it down. Anybody in the room? Thank you. I see your hand. Once I've seen your hand, you can put it down. Anyone else? I know this is a lot of like our main guys, so. Awesome. Okay, why don't you guys look up at me? If you raise your hand or you didn't raise your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me. It's nothing magical about what I say. It's coming from your heart. So dear Jesus, tonight I surrender to your love. I believe that you died on that cross for me and you got out of that grave for me. I accept the forgiveness of my sins and I repent from those sins. And from this day forward, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Teach me, grow me, make me the man I'm supposed to be. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Okay. Now, last thing. Some of you are walking with Jesus but there's an area where you have not picked up that shield of faith. You haven't been bold enough or strong enough to step into it. Maybe it's your career, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's what you got going on on your computer, whatever it is. And, and this today, maybe it's an addiction that you're just trying to manage instead of actually saying, okay, God, I, I, I want to step into freedom. That might be a process, but you can do it. But whatever it is, I want you just to take a minute right now. You can close your eyes again. Why do we close our eyes? It shuts down one of our senses so we can hear better. Holy Spirit, we invite you into the room right now. Will you reveal to us the area where we have not picked up that shield of faith and we have not been willing to go into battle and fight for what we know we need to fight for? Will you reveal to us right now Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Okay, he's going to bring that thing up to you. And look, you, nothing here is mandatory, just so you know. You don't have to do this. But if you want to, if you want to, right now you can take that thing as you've got it in your mind and you can pick up the shield of faith and believe that if you will engage... God will show up. God will show up. God will show up. I'm going to pray over you. I'm all right. Is that me? Okay. I didn't fall. No one fell here. Don't worry. Keep your eyes closed. <laughs> but if that's you, I just want you to put one hand on your heart right now. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray with boldness. Prayer is powerful and effective. 
part of equipping the church is not to be prayed for, it's learning how to pray for yourself. So put a hand in the air, keep one hand on your heart, and I'm gonna pray over you right now, but I wanna encourage you, as I'm praying over you, you can pray over yourself. Come on, thank you, God. God, we declare, we declare, we declare right now that we were picking up the shield of faith and that we're not gonna be passive anymore, that it is time to rise. It is time to step up. We look this thing in the eye and we know that our Father in heaven is for us and that he is ready and willing and able to fight with us, God. And so, God, we, we call down right now courage. We speak courage. Courage because we know our Father in heaven is for us. God, we're going to fix that thing. Right now, marriages are going to be restored. Right now, addictions are going to be broken. Right now, God is going to give you the power. If you ask him, if you will but ask, he will show up on your behalf. God, we declare that your power is stepping into our lives. We thank you, God. And if you believe that, give God a shout tonight. Let's go. Ho! Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.